Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay.fi network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode and Igloo. I'm one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello, Yasmin. App developer Russell Ivanovich. Hello, hello. I feel like I should be doing some warm-up or something before the show. Do I need to stretch? Do I need to do those vocal exercises? It's such an intro, Yasmin. I, I feel la, la, la. unworthy. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry that I found it, I sounded a little bit sinister because I try, I try to, on the spot, I try to think there must be something more clever I can say than hello, and sometimes it comes out as, hello, Clarice. Hello. <laughs> Tell me, do you still uh, yeah, I'm going to be locking, the... locking my door right now. <laughs> The well, I mean, you, you, you escaped a you escaped a, a massive killer haboob, man. That was that I was did, that, that, that was that was some slick driving. Must have been. I, I imagine it was like some 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 handbrake turns and some. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, just how fast were you going, Yasmin? How fast? You know, I was going the speed limit. I was going the speed limit. No, um, no, that's actually so. Yeah, I did escape a massive haboob. It eventually did catch up to me. So. Uh, what people don't know is that in Arizona, we have haboobs, and you're asking yourself, what is a haboob? It's pretty much just a giant dust cloud that overtakes the entire city, um, and it comes, you know, like through the city. But the, the we have these, like, all the time. We just have dust storms all the time, and actually, you know, when you get those new, those uh, weather alerts, you're like, emergency, dust storm is coming. It's kind of funny because you're, you know, dust storm. Uh, but you don't really realize how big of an issue it is until you see it from the outside. Because when you're in it, you're just like, oh, I, it's dusty, right? But when you're actually seeing like clear skies on the right and then the dust storm coming on the left, it's just pretty amazing. So, yes, we, we ran for our lives and we made it out safely until, you know, we had to stop and uh, get dinner. I had dinner with my dad and it finally caught up to us. You had dinner inside a haboob. Am I to to summarize, not being from Arizona, obviously, that these things happen so often that you have a name for them and that you just have dinner while they're going on? Yeah, so uh, they they happen pretty often. It's just kind of like it's a dust storm and you don't, like I said, you don't really notice how big of a deal they are until you look at the difference. So, yeah, I mean, they happen all the time. So you just stay indoors and try to escape it. That, I mean, once you're once deal. you're indoors, you just go down into your bunker. You shut all the doors. <laughs> so, so like during, during when school is in session, you know, the kids like running around the house saying, "Yay, haboob day, haboob day!" The way that <laughs> I used to say, no. "Snow day, <laughs> snow day, snow day, it's haboob." No, no, no. It's they go by. They, Let's make they a come haboob through, man. Like, the city so quick. <laughs> that, yeah. sounded, that sounded awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lay down uh, no, and make a haboob don't. angel. <laughs> Just go out in the dirt. No, it's pretty funny. Like the the thing about weather uh, in Arizona is that when we we have some storms and they can get pretty powerful in terms of just like raining pretty hard. But the thing with the weather here is that they just quickly pass by. So actually, when we had people from Portland visiting, you know, for app camp for for girls, um, I was talking to Gray, and Gray's like, "Man, this weather, this storm's pretty nasty. Like, are you sure you still want to go out?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, just give it, you know, thirty more minutes, and, and then it'll clear out." And so sure enough, thirty minutes later, the nasty storm cleared up so anyways yeah that's arizona weather it can get uh rough but it, it goes by so quickly that you kind of don't even think about it that that is pretty cool you know though yasmin where they don't have her boobs is in gelsenkirchen germany and one of our listeners Ooh. taunted us he's like hey greeting from greetings from gelsenkirchen he's from germany obviously i dare you to pronounce the uh, my city at the show ha i did i pronounced it there you go and you did it the only reason, I the it only reason i know the name of this city is because in the 2006 World Cup, still fresh memories, I know it was 10 years ago, uh, my country of origin got beaten 6-0 at this stadium, which in footballing terms, that's that's a pretty embarrassing scoreline, you might say. I, I wasn't actually in the national team. I, I missed out just by a little bit, but I still feel 
I don't know. I feel great shame every time I, I hear the city name. That's so strange because it's uh, I have it here and it's spelled G E L S E N K I R C H E N, but apparently it's pronounced. This is on Wikipedia. It's actually pronounced Loser Soccer Town. <laughs> yes, it's where the- uh, they, they, they use they use those phonetic symbols. So I might be mispronouncing it, but it says <laughs> Town of the Soccer oh, Losers, who even when they win, they're total losers because they are not worthy of defeating such a great team as the one that they recently defeated. Oh Argentina. man, we're, we're going to get some some so, hate um, mail on that one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for bringing that up. Anyone else want to bring up some cities where you know teams teams I love have lost? Feel free. Send them in to us. We love it. Well, we just got to bring up the Olympics. <laughs> oh, this, I mean, this, is, this is the all United done, States. We're, 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 we, we, we've had some really good soccer teams, but in general, culturally, the definition of a great team is a team that remembers that they're not supposed to use their hands in this one. <laughs> also, I think just south of the United States might be where all the good soccer players are. I know some Europeans would disagree with that, but I'm sorry, South America. Oh, we're good, good. Speaking of places, I will be speaking tonight. So the episode's going to be released Thursday night at a Google's or Google Developer Group in Phoenix. So if you're listening and you happen to listen before seven o'clock Arizona time, go check it out. I'm going to be giving a a talk about Android instant apps and they're coming to Chrome and multi window support and how to create awesome responsive uh, Android apps. So go go check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes and I might I might have material stickers with me. You have more of those left? Yes, um, yes, I do. No, no, I do not. Oh man, they're giving me—they're giving me those looks of like, Yasmin, you're supposed to mail me. How many those did we actually order? Yeah, I just—I just, I just, re- I just remember a conversation in the Slack <laughs> in which we say, "Oh, well, how many would you like?" And Russell <laughs> said, "Oh, well, you should keep most of them, but we would like a few." And we're—we we, uh, we too have unsightly <laughs> stains and scratches on our automobiles that need to be covered up. I, oh, I have quite goodness. a few. No, that is—that's like a look, bar of look, soap not, you're holding on to. I'm not hogging them. I'm giving into the listeners, right? I, Listen, I, just, I, I, want, I want to give you a visual here, listeners. Yasmin has enough stacks there to make it rain for three days, I reckon. That is a fat Again, stack. Again, that's, that's, that's a cake of soap. That's a cake of... Listen, all right, like, I will... Wash your mouth out with soap soap. I will, I will, I will mail you your portion of the stickers, and everyone's going to be like, Yasmin, give me all the stickers. And no, I will hand some out to the listeners, but uh, I'm going to mail you the portion. I know I promised to do that, and I totally... Totally spaced out on that, so sorry. <laughs> That's okay, because well, because because like you you are a very good person to have those stickers because you are like Janie Material Seed, as in Johnny Appleseed. Like you are the evang- you are the, the the show's evangelist because yeah, you are material you, evangelist, of, yes. of, of the three of us. You're probably the most Mary Tyler Moore like in outgoing Sunny personality. Russell's a developer. I'm a journalist and developer, which means that we basically have a very introverted and sour uh, uh, aspect that both puts off people and also causes us to see what puts us, what's uh, p- other people put us off in. So you're, you're, <laughs> so, you're, you're, so I'm you're, the best you're person the to have him here. I'm the best person. Exactly. You're. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I will. I will have stickers, and yes, I will ship the stickers to Russell and Andy. So then you can ask them for stickers, right? Don't ask me for the stickers. They're going to have some. Uh, we are also going to be recording our bonus episode this week, and it's actually going to be released be released this week. Woo! And it's actually a Yay. Sunday. Woohoo! Party. It's going to be super fun. It is starting from a topic that one of our listeners actually recommended. That was such a good idea that we were all 
we were all sort of like, okay, so are we going to do like Dance Party USA? Are we going to be doing the material version of the pajama game and we'll just switch off the lead roles? And then when this question came in, it's like, you know what? We should really go to town on this one and really yeah, had a lot of fun. Uh, also, there's part of it that each of us is keeping secret from the other that is, we're springing on uh, each other at the last second. So if you're going to see a lot of, you're, you might have the opportunity to hear a lot of flustering uh, as we find out what, and we try to figure out a, uh, how to speak extemporaneously in word structure usement in temporally with glass window. And I totally didn't forget that we were supposed to be doing that. Totally did not just get reminded right now. <laughs> get reminded. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And yes, if you're not, uh, subscriber we hate to keep pushing this we don't really we love to push this if you're not a relay fm member either of this show or the whole network preferably this show you know you want to do it it's not too late you can go do it now and you still get the bonus episode and i'll say something kind of sincere uh i think we mentioned before that uh, uh, relay pays us uh, uh through paypal and i don't know about the rest of you but i, I get two like payments uh, a month because uh, relay is the only show i do for them right now uh and so every month there is the uh, p- the paypal deposit that represents advertiser fees and then there's the paypal deposit that represents listener membership fees and i will tell you that yes yes i spend it on fun and unusual things like dopey hats and antique computers things on ebay that I don't necessarily need uh but there's always a, that that brief moment where it says yeah oh that was like people easily deciding that they want the that not only do they want to con- do like the show but they're willing to actually back that up with actual money said <laughs> like i've i've been to enough comic cons where but the highlight of the show is going to uh, the artist alley where you get to meet like some of your favorite artists and writers and we're not even necessarily talking like national like heroes that work for marvel and dc and the f- most fun thing is when they have like a little stapled together sketchbook that they made at kinko's and i have the opportunity to say i like your work here is some money <laughs> yes i'll take your sketchbook and i will enjoy having it but really i'm excited about this idea of giving you some money because I'll, it's 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 I, i'm an american so there's something about actually putting money in someone's hands that i think makes that gesture more sincere yeah, yeah, we really do appreciate all the membership money. So, um, money, the money support, support. We just, I just, I just said it. Money. I just said it. I just said, no, it is really cool. So um, that everyone... allows that allows Yasmin to buy a stronger sticker vault so that no one can see how many <laughs> stickers she has. Is that what those shelves are behind you, Yasmin? There's just shelf upon shelf upon shelf just, of material yes, stickers, stickers, stickers. stickers I'm sorry, out. listeners, but she just picked at a very, very recent wound that it only recently scabbed over. <laughs> Uh, getting into trouble, getting into trouble. Speaking of getting into trouble, Russell. Yes, you we were getting into trouble. trouble. We just, we didn't uh, trouble. I, I, I personally got called out. You on both the got internet. into trouble. You and no, Andy. I, look, I yeah, did. That's true. I, th- I think this is fine, actually. So sometimes I was we say, born in trouble, baby. <laughs> sometimes we make statements on the show that we believe to be correct, and sometimes we get corrected by people closer to the matter than we are. And I actually think that's a really cool thing. I mean, you know, don't don't be mean about it or anything. But if you've heard us say something, you're like, "Well, actually, I know something about this. I'd like to write in." We have an email address for that. It's, we'll give it to you at the end of the show. That's awesome. So, someone wrote to us from the land of opera, where the browser that is, not the not the musicals. Um, and I, I just like to read certain bits of it here. Their name isn't Hans Peters, but I do know someone from the, the, the same country called Hans Peters. So we will call him can, Hans can I, Peters. Can, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just have to ask you, this is the second time you have, I don't want to say overpronounced, but meticulously uh, uh, pronounced a German name. And here in the United States, 
we often hear like really whitey whitey white people say, "Well, I, I, I like the corn tortilla, huh? but I'm, I really kind of like the, also the wheat tortilla on my on my burrito." And that kind of makes me wonder, like, do they have a background where they – do you have any Germanic influences or Germanic neighbors or did you just watch a lot of German cartoons when you were a kid? German anime. Andy, Hans Peters is not a German name and opera does not come from Germany. I'm sorry. I'm I'll an American. Stop. Every name – Hans is always a German name. All the bad guys that were named Germ- the name Hans in American movies were Germans. Anyway, I'm sorry, people from uh – the, the Nordic region of, of the world. I'll, I'll stop doing the accent. So um, the, this person wrote in to tell us some interesting things. So we were talking about uh, Opera being pre-installed on the Sony TV, like the, the one with Android TV on it. So I was curious because I was sc- scrolling through the default apps and instead of seeing something like Chrome as the browser in there, I saw Opera. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe Opera paid to be on there. But it turns out that, um, and I'll read from this email, it says, Opera sells licensing to manufacturers. This includes the Opera browser and the Opera TV system. In th- this arrangement, Opera gets paid. I haven't heard about a situation where Opera would you know pay for pre-install so it sounds like it's the other way around sony wanted a browser on there and they actually pay opera for the privilege um uh, this person goes on to say the opera tv system is skinnable so manufacturers presented as their in-house tv os so it sounds like some tvs actually run that as their web browser and then finally the android tv versus opera tv thing is mostly manufacturer driven i recall hearing that at least one manufacturer splits the device os decision across its product line possibly it's performance driven but as well as that could be a pure you know, business decision to gain more OS coverage. So it sounds like there are a lot of existing manu- uh, manufacturers who you know, they pre-install operating systems, they pre-install browsers, and a lot of these people have some deals with Opera you know, that, that go both ways. So it's not, it's not that Opera is so desperate to, to be out there as a browser, like, hey, if we pay you, can you put it on here? It's more that there's a business relationship there, and it's more likely that Sony is actually paying you know, for the privilege of having the, the big red O on there. And speaking of uh, Android TV-related listener feedback, uh, two pieces. Uh, I was complaining last week about how I I really, really like uh, my NVIDIA Shield. I'm sorry, NVIDIA's NVIDIA Shield. I'm sorry to say that I'm going to have to buy myself an NVIDIA Shield uh, TV because I actually like it. Uh, But I was complaining that when I have a Bluetooth keyboard uh, connected, and I'm running a uh, an Android app that maybe wasn't necessarily built specifically for Android TV, but it will run the on-screen keyboard that's designed to work with the little five-button interface. Uh, remote control doesn't go away when it realizes that, oh, there's a Bluetooth keyboard thing. Uh, I got a, a really nice helpful thing. Jonathan Blade said uh, you can install what's called a null keyboard via the Play Store. Uh, this is not even specifically for Android TV. It is an actual just like a, a third-party keyboard of which maybe many people make them whose only feature is it has no keys it has no buttons so you can manually select please use this special third-party keyboard that is invisible and has no keys and is maybe one pixel high and that'll solve the problem so thanks to jonathan blade for that tip um also uh, uh addressing another thing uh I uh, heard from a listener who uh, – uh, I also talked last week about uh, certain tips about uh, the NVIDIA Shield specifically uh, and uh, neglected to mention the listener's name. Uh, that was a very helpful gentleman by the name of Derek Holmes. Uh, sorry for not mentioning your name. It wasn't an, an intentional slight. Uh, oftentimes I cut and paste things and uh, – or I've, uh, I've – 
convey a piece of information and while I'm talking realize that, oh, I didn't actually research that myself. That was something that someone told me online. I cannot in the next 2.8 seconds while I'm speaking find out whether it was Twitter or email. Uh, but uh, at least I at least I can I can point to my intentions towards saintliness intentions uh, by saying it was from a listener. I'm not taking responsibility for how smart and knowledgeable I am. But uh, thank you very much, Derek. And of course, thank you for uh, thank you for getting in touch so that I could credit you properly. And, you know, I have some apologizing to do because uh, last last uh, episode, I, I cut you off, Russell. I didn't want you to spread the good news of your Note 7. Uh, but, you know, I thought you had it in hand and you actually had just shipped. But I believe that now you have it in your hand right now, the Note 7. Oh, <gasps> there it is. And you drew a picture. <laughs> yeah, I drew the world's best uh, picture of, I don't know, generic person A. No, it, it did arrive. as mean, it arrived, I think. Two days after the show, I think I, I was maybe a little bit too excited on last week's show. I was like, it shipped, it shipped. And then Yasmin's like, I don't care if your phone shipped. Like, it doesn't really affect me in any way. At all. Congratulations, <laughs> Russell. It shipped. And it's going to be in Australia, <laughs> so it's going to take quite a bit of time to get there. <laughs> Actually, it's a surprise. I got here pretty quick. I'm impressed. Good job, Samsung. It did. I mean, that's one of the things I will say about Samsung is, unlike a lot of other Android manufacturers, they're very good at shipping internationally. So this thing uh, released worldwide on the same day in a lot of different countries. I actually got it two days after the release. You know, they have reasonable shipping times. There's no weird sort of, you know, Australian stuff going on, which sometimes happens. It comes with, I'll give you some highlights, um, Yasmin and Andy. It comes with a pen, as you'd expect, note line. Um, It has this nifty feature of... I've never owned a Note phone before because in the past I've always looked at them and I'm like, they're so big. Like, I can't, I can't fit that into anything. It's not going to fit into my life. It's just too big. And now this is, I, I don't know for sure, but this feels like the smallest of the Note phones. And I don't know if that's because phones have gradually been getting so big that now this doesn't look that much bigger or, you know, if it's actually smaller. But I will tell you some cool things. I've never had the pen before, so I noticed if you slide the pen out, you know, it comes up with a little pen menu where you can draw stuff on the screen or you can even draw stuff on the lock screen while it's locked. It has most of the same internals as the, the S7 Edge, which I already have. It's obviously a slightly bigger screen, so 5.7 inches versus 5.5. The battery life so far seems about the same as my S7 Edge. I think the batteries are almost, you know, identical in size. Um, I will say, though, I mean, I'm not going to do a full review here. I'm not, I'm not a phone reviewer. You know, you've got plenty of sites that cover that. I will say I really like it. I, I didn't think i would like a note phone you know we needed one for testing anyway here in the office that that's you know how it got to be here but i really like it it's a little bit more refined uh design wise than the s7 edge the curves are slightly less um extreme so they actually feel i don't know it feels like the front kind of blends into the back it's a nicer feeling than the s7 edge where it feels like they purposely you know curved a lot of the screen to be like look we can curve screens no one else can curve screens, but we can curve screens. But in this case, it's a lot, like a lot less of the picture is distorted as it goes over that curve. It's just a, it's a nice sort of edge-to-edge touch as opposed to, you know, manufacturer going, look, we can curve stuff. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I mean, I know Yasmin. I, I know you're not a fan of the, the Samsung yeah. and you may never own a Samsung. But I think in terms of if you're someone who's not looking for a Nexus and you want the premium uh, phone, it's obviously really expensive. But this is a really nice phone. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, what's a, what's touch was like this time out? What do you, how do you like it? Well, see, this is the interesting thing, Andy. So on the S7 Edge, you have Android six point oh one. On this, you have Android six point oh one as well. But they are two different versions of touch with. So on the S7, they kind of they toned things down. They took away all the the crazy you know colors and things that they had. Um, it was a lot nicer look. And then on the Note Seven, they've toned it down yet again. So a lot of the 
uh, the icons and things are thinner. You've got um, a lot more sparing use of colours. So the two main colours are now uh, like a grey and a really sort of light blue. And it's nice. I mean, it's still not, let's be fair, it's still not like a stock experience, but it's very close. And there are some things in here um, that I really like. For example, there's the, what does Samsung call it? The blue light filter. I think iOS calls it night mode or something like that. The Nexus yeah, has yeah. a similar feature in developer builds. It might be a gimmick. I don't really know, but I, I do like the fact that it filters out, you know, blue light and things like that at night. It just feels like a lot easier in your eyes. I'm not sure if it actually makes any difference, you know, whatsoever. Some people are like, oh, it makes you sleep better. I don't know about that, but it is a lot nicer on the eyes when you're in a darkened room and, you know, you've got a, a slightly warmer sort of phone. So that's a nice feature, which I don't believe you get on the Nexus he has been. I like I like that feature on my iPad, if only be, only that it reminds me that it's late and you should really start <laughs> thinking about winding things up and going to bed. But I, I, I was glad to see that I, uh, I've uh, I've played with the uh, with the seven. I have not uh, had the seven Note seven uh, in hand yet. Uh, and the more Samsung does to tone down touch was the more I like Samsung. To me, the, it was the one thing that I stu- the, the the reason one of the things that drew me to the uh, Galaxy S3, which was the one I bought when I switched uh, originally to uh, to Android, was was the first Android phone where they tried not to really screw around and put their own stamp on things. Uh, so I'm really really glad to see the stock experiences because uh, Android M is just amazing. And the closer to a, I really have to say that using uh, this Nexus five. X uh, for the past year, particularly, and the five before it has really gotten me thinking that a, a, any deviation from this norm can't be an improvement. Yeah, and there are still there are still quite a few Samsung things that I personally turn off. Like they have their iris scanner, they have that thing that tries to figure out if you're looking at the screen and doesn't turn it off. And it, they're, they're they're all now grouped in a dedicated Samsung menu where you can just be like off 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 off. And I do that with all the edge menus and stuff as well. I know. Some people like these features. I'm not a fan of any of them, but I do like that you can just be like, yep, none of this stuff, please. Turn it off. Yeah, I, I refer to those. Like, it, you see those every single new Samsung phone, and I always refer to those as Samsung's Christmas stocking features, <laughs> yes. where they're like cheap plastic <laughs> toys that will give you initial genuine initial amusement, but they're not like the... That they're not like the PlayStation One. That is the toy that you're gonna be playing with still six months from now. Uh, as a matter of fact, just uh, this week, I think didn't uh, Samsung announced that they are closing the doors on their music service that somehow failed to take over the market from uh, from Google Music and uh, Play Music uh, and from every single other com- uh, competitor. I mean, the the one thing I think everybody has to be on guard against with Samsung is they. They they like to build things. They don't like to expand things and keep maintaining things. So those of you who are really deeply invested in Samsung's fitness stuff and maybe Samsung Pay, okay, and enjoy it. Reap the reap the reap while reap while 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 the harvesting is good. I suppose. I'd say <laughs> Samsung Pay is probably the not the only thing, but one of the only things that makes me a little jealous of Samsung users because you can actually pay anywhere regardless if it actually uses the NFC tap and pay, which is actually like really, really cool. Um, I don't know the security impl- impl- implications of that, but um, I still think it's pretty amazing. So that is that is one thing that is like really, really cool. And of course, your camera, I can't deny it, you know, usually has a lot, a lot of awesome cameras. And the ability, uh, I saw your note, the, the ability to just write on the screen from like the, that's not on, just being able to like on the, home, what do you call it? The, Home screen, not the home screen. Lock screen. Lock, Lock screen? screen, yeah. Yeah. Just to 
black lock screen. Like that's actually pretty neat. So what can you export that image out or what are your yeah, options? So what, what happens is there's obviously like a little magnetic sensor or something in there. As you pop the pen out while it's locked, it vibrates to let you know, hey, I detected that you pop the pen out and it pops up a drawing screen. And you'll see at the, the top of the screen, there's just a delete oh, see, and a yeah. save button. Like a, and it saves it into Samsung Notes. So I th- believe that's another thing they've done this release is uh, all their various weird note-taking and drawing apps are now all combined into something called, let me just check the name. I think it's called Samsung. Yeah, Samsung Notes. So there's, there is some sort of refinement and things going on. I guess, you know, Andy does podcasts on the Twit Network as well. I'm sure they've already covered this. The, the pen can no longer get uh, going backwards and get stuck. <laughs> that, that's, that's a huge improvement from the, uh, the previous version. That was a great idea. <laughs> a plus, Samsung, A plus. <laughs> there is one other thing which is really weird. So the S7 Edge has the always on screen. That means it's it's always showing you the time. It's always showing you battery levels and whether you have any SMS or phone calls. And new to this particular version of the Samsung OS, uh, they finally added in notifications. So I've got at the moment I've got a little Slack icon. I've got a little Google Photos icon. Um, for some reason, the previous builds of this didn't have it and i hope they roll that out to all their other phones as well because it was always weird to have an always on screen that only had some of your notifications so now it displays you said all of the notifications yeah not the actual content just a little icon letting you know hey okay. there's something oh, here yeah, from yeah, this particular yeah. it's yeah. always uh, lock screens I, I know we talked about that before but those are always fun to see like kind of what people decide to do with them um and just in terms because that was like i remember a few years back lock screen apps were, were the thing were, were the cool thing in the android ecosystem um uh, but you know what's not making me jealous is that uh, i got android n on my device but you know what um you can't hear about it until you hear about linode so <laughs> chew on that russell while you you go enjoy your uh, awesome samsung that's not running the latest operating system i'm just gonna read a linode ad this episode of Material is brought to you by Linode, a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans start at just $10 a month, with which now will get you about two gigabytes of, of RAM. You'll be able to choose your resources your Linux distro and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. Linode is great for tasks like running a private Git server, hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating powerful applications, and so much more. With industry-leading native SSD storage and have access to 40 gig, uh, bit network, gigabyte network, you will have all the power you need to get your tasks done. As a listener of this show, you can sign up at linode.com forward slash material. You'll not only be supporting us, but you also get a $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com forward slash material to learn more and sign up and get $20 off and enter the material enter the promo code material 20 it's not the material code it's a promo code material 20 <laughs> at checkout thank you so much linode for supporting the show and all of relay fm well that's fine i mean I, I you're not the only one here who got nougat today okay i mean you're lording all over i got i read this and choke on it you are <laughs> You are eating, you are mm. eating a mm. three musketeers in celebration. Rich, creamy <laughs> nougat oh, wrapped rich. in what passes for chocolate in American. What is that? And, 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 it's a three musketeers bar. <gasps> it's a whipped up fluffy chocolate on chocolate taste. It's a basically, it's usually not the first candy that you eat when you go through your trick or treat bag at the end of the day. 
uh, because it doesn't have peanuts, doesn't have caramel, but it's basically fluffy chocolate nougat covered with chocolate. So it's definitely up there. You will get that, eat that before the before the taffy. Uh, maybe before the baby roots, if it's if you already had a, it's it's a good given that the, this is going to be uh, it has nothing crunchy on it. Uh, it's going to be better for your teeth if it's already been like a bit peanuted to death. But yes, I'm consoling myself with candy. I don't normally buy candy bars <laughs> so because yeah. damn it, still and and the, and the wait, galling wait, thing is that the screen still says. Well, I have it, it on. Oh, Andy. I have it Do on the I have it on the Nexus 6P, the Google's Nexus 6P, which is still a loner. And the trick that you can get if you want to force it to get to get it right now, you can take your existing 6P or 5X, sign up for the beta program. You will immediately be sent like the shipping version of nougat and then you can then quit the beta program but you get to keep the shipping version of the thing. And I I wanted I decided that I wanted a clean kill for my personal like the the phone that I own. And actually, be able to experience the full frustration <laughs> of the normal user who's just waiting for it to to, to arrive. And again, the galling thing, Google. I really, really want you to change this. I want you to change it. It says your system is up to date. No, it isn't. And You're lying to me, Google. Exactly. You are a lying liar whose lying mouth is filled <laughs> lying, with lies, lying and you insult fire. yourself and me by. I want you to – here are two things that I want you to, to at least consider if you're in charge of these these deployments. Number one, factor in how many times this person is hitting that check for updates button. And you basically – don't be like those those jerks at the elevator company that doesn't – that just will let you push that button as fast as you want and not change anything. That should basically indicate to you that this person is really excited about this, and that should put them higher up in the line. If not – have some sort of secret trick, just uh, like uh, initiating developer mode uh, in uh, in Android. You basically there is a special like little link that's buried somewhere, and if you tap it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times exactly, it says, "Okay, this person wants me to unlock a feature that's very, very dangerous. They would not know the secret code unless they had gone out looking for it, and it's complicated, so they wouldn't be doing it unless they felt." I I, I want you to like if it says check for update. If I go ch- t- tap check check tap tap four tap update and then backwards and then forwards twelve times, that means that okay you you, you pass you get you, you pass the agility test you get to the drunk test you are sober enough to get it right now at the very minimum don't say your system is up to date <laughs> say basically say that oh by the way Android Just N is it. available for your phone it will be we are to make sure that everybody gets to download it we are basically rolling it out in waves but don't worry you will absolutely be getting it sometime very very soon just make it like a easter we unlock. love you an easter egg unlock <laughs> well i don't i don't want to be the contrarian here but haven't they finally given us this to opt into the beta you go to one website uh you click opt in and then you immediately get the the software update i i think that's pretty good because i mean in in the past you had to go download like you know the thing off some apk not apk mirror but you know what i mean you had to download the uh, the over the air update from somewhere else and that's that's really dodgy installing core operating system stuff from some website that is not google don't don't ever ever do that and i think yes it's a hurdle like yes they should probably release everything on day one if they can but if they can't i'll take this if i just go to a website click one button and the update arrives that is way better than what we've had in in past releases Oh, yeah, definitely. Being able to get the beta instantaneously was a huge, huge improvement from Google. And it was just like, 
whoa, this is this is the Google that I like and enjoy. But that's still really weird that you haven't received it, Andy. Um, I received it, uh, not rubbing it in or anything, but um, I, I did receive it, which is pretty awesome because, I mean, I was already using the beta, so this wasn't like a huge like, oh my gosh, what is new in Android? You know, Nougat, like this is amazing. I can't wait to play with it because I had been playing with it for a couple of months now, but it was still exciting for it to finally uh, hit, you know, hit the hit everyone, <laughs> hit everyone with it. <laughs> not hitting, we're not, finally, you know, go out to That's everyone. That's fine, I've got beta. my candy bar, I've got everything I need right here. That's fine. <laughs> Google loves Yasmin, Google doesn't love Andy. Actually, you know what's, you know what's so funny about that is that a friend... A friend who always texts me every every time, like a new Android thing comes out, um, he messaged me and he's like, "Android 7's out again," and I was just like, "What? I'm on the beta and I haven't received it." And of course, I went to the same you know tap for software updates and check, and it didn't uh, didn't arrive. But it, like as soon as I sent that saying, "Hey, I haven't received it yet," you know what happened? It magically came. So. I'm not saying Google, you know, is uh, spying on my phone and is listening to me, but um, I, I don't know what to say. Like, it's, it's just, it just happens. Sometimes I say stuff and, and Google does it. So, uh, Google, you know, you can't just take these ideas for free. Okay? You, these, these are my thoughts. But, um, <laughs> but uh, one, one really, really cool thing is that they actually released an Android 7 um, website to give you an update of, like, what are the new updates for Android 7? Because... You know, one of the things that Google and Android have not been very good in the past is being good at marketing their products. Like, the thing is, they they have really cool stuff, but have never really successfully done that. Where in Apple's case, they are amazing at marketing. I'm like, I don't even need that, but like, I want it because like this awesome commercial showed me why I do want it. Right. Um, so the the neat thing is that they actually do have a site now, and it actually looks pretty pretty slick. Um, and it tells you all the features that have been added, like you know, over 1,500 uh, emoji, including 72 new ones. Um, and then, yes, and then there's there's some fun emojis, uh, buttons going on. Um, and they have some cool scrolling, you know, where the button parallax scrolling there. Uh, you know, one of them is like be their title is be in two places and, and once. Then they talk about their multi-window support, which allows you to have two apps side by side, you know, on top of each other or either, you know, side by side landscape. So uh, it's actually really cool. And they tell you all, you know, all those features there so that someone that's not necessarily in the tech scene can actually go in there and be like, oh, I can enjoy my, you know, favorite virtual reality apps because now they've updated to Daydream. What is Daydream, you know? Or, hey, oh, man, this is going to give me better battery because the do's, do's, toes on the go. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps save your battery. So stay in the moment. The, they talk about their quick settings, which allows you to customize the quick settings. The quick settings are those tiles up at the top that allow you to, you know, either turn on your flashlight or turn on do not disturb, which is actually pretty cool because then you can customize which ones you use more. And one of my favorite Android 7 features has to be the notification direct reply, and it's being able to directly reply in the notification to a message that comes in, whether that's like a direct message on Twitter, Slack, or your messaging app. So that's probably one of my favorite things because that means you don't have to go into the app to type a response and, you know, bundled notifications. Um, so it lets you see at a glance and you can actually 
actually expand the entire notification. So you actually can respond to an email because you can read the email and the notification. So a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Um, there's a lot more things in there. But, you know, there's a wonderful site for you to go back and check. I think one of the big things that everyone's really excited is that they've introduced seamless updates um, on select new devices, software updates download in the background. So you won't have to wait while your device syncs with the latest security tools. Um, my, I, The only thing that I'm wondering about that is that if there's going to be some form of notification or something that tells you, hey, go restart your phone so you can actually get the new, you know, update in there. Or because I don't, I don't restart my phone that often. I don't, I don't know about y'all. Uh, no, I can't remember the last time I restarted my phone, except when sometimes it gets really hot. So this happens to me. I'm just a hot person. I don't know, on iOS and Android, sometimes my phone will just inexplic- inexplicably just start to heat up. And that's when I know it's time to hold the power button and, and turn this, this puppy off. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for Android N. Um, you know, Russell, I'd ask you for your thoughts, but you're running a Samsung that doesn't have that. So, hmm. Oh, this is, this is where I get to. Saying. I've been preparing for this moment, Yasmin. Like a, <laughs> oh, like you've a been preparing fighter. for this. All right. I'm ready. Hey, wait, so, hold on. Let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Hey, Russell, you got Nougat? It's, it's Nougat, Yasmin. <laughs> Nougat. Nougat. It's called Nougat. You know got. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'll tell you what you know got though is night mode. Oh, the blue light filter thing I was talking about. They turned that off in really? the Really? You just you, yeah, you were talking about that earlier, Russell. They, tell me something it was else. in there the just Android kidding. developer team did an it AMA was. and they were all like, Yeah, this is this is it wasn't finished, it wasn't ready to go, we can't ship this thing. So it's not actually in uh the shipping version, but you know where it is, it's Yasmin. Look, I just turn it on here. It's it's on my Samsung. It's it's a feature that Samsung implemented. <laughs> Split screen apps. Oh, let me just press this button here. Oh, no. Split screen apps. It's, it's, it's weird. It's already on here. There are, I'm not actually that much of a Samsung lover. This is really, really hard to do. I'm, I'm pushed to my limits hey, now. <laughs> notification direct reply. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. No? Can you do that? <sighs> you can in Hangouts. You can't anywhere else, though. No. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> just, uh, teasing. No. Um, of course, I, I'm just a teasing Russell. I, that is one of the biggest pet peeves of the Android ecosystem is when there is a new operating system, not everyone gets it. If you are on Nexus, you're most likely to get it pretty quick. But as uh, Andy has pointed out, that's not always the case anyways. So um, it's coming. It's coming. So Android 7, pretty exciting. Go check out the the cool website to see what is new. Um, And, you know. I think a lot of people are going to really like it because it's not uh, one of those uh, huge tectonic changes where suddenly buttons aren't where you expect them to be and there are new fonts. It really is like they took what you already loved and they added a lot of nice little interface tweaks to it. Just just, just like simple, like why didn't they think of this with 1.0 ideas? Like when there's a notification and uh, the, 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 times, the times when you really want to change an app's notification preferences are when it's just made you very angry by giving you notifications you don't want. And now you just, uh, you, when there's a notification that pops up, you simply long press on it and it will take you directly to the preferences for notifications for that app. And you can tell it, no, 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 please don't bother me with any sounds. Please don't tell me that there are new game coins available. I'm done. And just, it's just piles and piles of stuff like that. So I'd, I'd be interested to know what your favorite features are about this release, whether, whether small or big. I'll give you mine and it's a really weird one. Um, the the quick settings thing, which is where you pull down and you get access to those toggles, so you know Wi-Fi on and off, uh, flashlight on and off. In Android Seven, Google actually gives developers access to that. So um, as a developer, you can make your own little toggle switch of some kind, and the user can choose, you know, where they put that in the list, if at all, and at the top. So if you have some kind of app where it makes sense to have, you know, really quick on off for something, you finally got the chance to do that, and I, I think that's huge. I, I bet you there's some apps that'll do some really interesting things with that. 
That's actually really, really cool because one of the things that um, Android apps, they, I haven't seen it so much be so as common, but this was really common where you could have that, that constant notification that allowed you to, to like either quickly add a task. Um, I know Todoist has it. Uh, other ones where it's like quickly start an activity or, you know, something that's always this ongoing notification. And, you know, those are great. Be- I mean, okay, the, I don't put them on because they, they're great because you can start things quickly from a notification, but they're bad because it clogs up your notifications. Like at the top, you know, like even though it's hidden and not it is until you pull down, you still see it as an item, which can get really annoying when you're just trying to go through all your notifications. Um, so if it was in a toggle where I could just kind of pull down and it, and it was there and I could just use it, like that would be cool. And I could also rearrange where it goes. So that's actually really, really cool. I didn't know that, that they opened that up to developers. So like that's, that's pretty, pretty neat. Um, I, you know, the thing that I'm excited about and which I'll be talking about uh, tonight at the event is, you know, the multi-window support and what that means because, you know, they've also introduced the ability for Android apps to run on Chrome operating system. Um, And so much more thinking about the layouts and how your app is responsive in terms of if it's going to be on a larger screen or tablet or on your phone. Uh, So those are the things that I'm really excited about because, you know, with the multi-window support, people are going to most likely be able to utilize that on like a tablet and so that developers will actually have to think of different layouts instead of just uh, expanding your layout to to look big on a tablet or screen so i hope more more developers take advantage of that because i think that just creates an awesome and better experience for users and i'll be you know sharing that uh you know on, on there so the quick reply i think i'd say probably the quick reply is probably my my favorite just because I don't have to enter the app in order to send a message, a reply to someone, and I can actually see the messages that they sent me. So I, I'd probably say that's uh, that's probably my favorite because it saves me the most time. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick one because there, there, there's nothing totally revolutionary about this. It's all little enhancements to the experience. Uh, multi-window support is a big, big deal for me because there are so many times when you, you think that, oh, well, this is just a tiny little phone screen. Why? It's, it's not as though we're, it's going to be enhancing my productivity. But the number of times where I find myself, like I, I'm, uh, I'm on a bus or a subway and I'm reading something and I just want, like, I, okay, obviously on a bus rather than a subway, but and I just want to keep an eye on the map so I know how close am I to my stop. And I keep flipping from one to the other, one to the other, one to the other. And just the ability to even just zoom in on one section of that map is such a big deal. The And the number of times where uh, – how, how many times do you have to interact between two apps on a phone? And it's not even having to switch between seven. It's just I have to go – between this uh, this site that has uh, all my uh, all my notes on it and this site that has this uh, this this thing that I wrote that I'm just doing some fact checking on or I'm just double checking on it. So the ability to as fast as being able to get a, a scrolling list of all my open apps and windows and navigate them is which is wonderful. The ability to just teleport between A B A B A B like testing on glasses better here or here like this or like this. Uh, so it's and it's just on just. On and on and on, uh, and uh, the, and obviously the 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 more uh, uh, the the more meaty notifications can become. That's that's one of the holy grails of efficiency on a phone. I love uh, I'll, I'll let's I'll talk. I, I have I, I'm actually kind of going to embrace the idea that 
uh, when I do my uh, Apple podcast, I enjoy making listeners angry by mentioning things about Android. I've decided that I'm also going to enjoy if people listening to the Material podcast get upset that I talk about iOS sometimes. But it's this is all this is all one big melting pot of interesting features that I'm hoping everybody's stealing from another. I love the way that Apple's iOS is uh, really maturing. Uh, uh, rich notifications into uh, encouraging developers to try to put as much immediate functionality into that notification as possible. Like, don't just tell the user something. Give them the ability to react to it that the way the, the way that you think that they're gonna react to it without having to actually flip into uh, your app itself. And I think that this has a lot of uh, shows a lot of influence from uh, Google's cards interface that shows up everywhere. It's the idea there must be a way we can take information and functionality and instead of putting it inside menus and inside windows and bury it inside of apps, we can just put it inside a card that has a, one or two buttons and one line of text on it. So the more we can do with notifications, I think the more we will actually start to think of our phones as something that helps us to avoid distractions as opposed to the cause of distractions. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you a tip and I know that, you know, people don't like to hear this, uh, but people don't want to spend time in your apps. It's actually better like you've created a better experience if they're not uh, necessarily having to spend a lot of time in your app trying to do what they need to do. Like yes, of course if it's uh, maybe like Twitter or something where you're actually consuming something else then you do want your users to spend more time in there cuz they're using the the service. But if you create an app and you really are just there to, you know, help them achieve something, the faster they're able to do it, it's actually better. So like and that's actually going to make happier users instead of thinking about, "Oh man, my user has spent like five hours in here and it's like oh that that means they love it no they probably couldn't find what they were trying to do and they've already like got so upset uh so no these are all exciting and and i'm excited that both platforms are you know taking note of this and how to making you more productive with your phone and not having to necessarily go into the app to do it so uh it's pretty amazing one thing that i haven't tried out and and andy i'm curious if you have uh, have you been able to use the picture in picture on android tv no, I don't have. Uh, I have not been able to get that to work yet. Uh, which is, uh, it's. I, I hope. They, I hope they're more ambitious about this than they were about picture in picture on iOS. Uh, I t- uh, on on today's uh, <laughs> Apple podcast. My my software pick of the week was a two dollar utility that simply lets you watch YouTube videos inside the picture in picture functionality. That's been a call a keystone of iOS for the past year and a half. That's like, I, why do I have to spend two dollars to get picture in picture on the most popular <laughs> video site in the entire world? Oh, uh, but man. no, I haven't, I haven't. I haven't got that working. But yeah, that's. I, I haven't even started messing around with Android TV yet. I'm, I've been maybe actually. You, you point out that I've been so obsessed with my perceived slight at not receiving nougat on my phone yet. I haven't even started paying attention to the additional slight of maybe not receiving it on my Android TV yet. So I should probably split my attention. So I'm. Ha- I'm have to go check. I'm going to see if uh, the Nexus player has has an update. So um, that seems cool. I haven't used it yet, which I'm, I'm excited to try. There is one last thing I'm super excited about. This, is, this has been a pet peeve of mine for years. It no longer does that optimizing app thing after it yes, uh, installs itself. Yes, which, yes. Me, it, it's good, it's good, which was annoying on your phone. No one wants to wait 10 minutes for some stupid spinny thing after it's allegedly updated. I tell you where it's more annoying is on my Sony television which runs Android and has the same little spinny thing after it does it. I'm like, you're a TV. You don't get to be off for 30 minutes spinning things on my screen. That's not a thing. So it's gone, thankfully. That, that window is no more. 
Yeah, that is that is an annoying. I, I'm so glad that's done because there's nothing that's more annoying when you update your phone and then you're like, "Hi, I'm sorry, Yasmin. You have 500 apps on your phone, and we're going to go through all of them." And like an hour later, I'm like, <laughs> "I need to call somebody. Please just activate." So yes, that that is done. So you know, it's it's one of those updates that really um, has just done a lot of uh, improvements and really just enhanced and built on to. Android. So I'm excited. Hopefully you all get to play with it soon. Um, but, but before we move on to our next subject, Russell, I think you have a message for us. Are you feeling cold, Yasmin? I'm feeling cold. The second sponsor for this week's show is Igloo. And this episode of Material is brought to you by them. So work is no longer a location. You know, it's not a physical building that you work in. It's not something like It's teams. And teams can be to, together, you know, half a world away. Igloo is a modern internet designed to keep everyone on the same page. You can share files, have real conversations in real time, and do it all while still being able to use the apps you currently use. So things like Box, Google Drive, Skype, you know, they're all integrated in there. Igloo brings everything together and creates a single destination that lets you focus on your work. Put simply, Igloo is an intranet you'll actually like. So if that interests you, you want to go to igloosoftware.com slash material, and we want to thank Igloo so much for their support of this show and all of FM. Well, we got to we got some. Uh, actually, spe- speaking of Igloo, I, I, I wanted to point out something. I, I am my beverage is like a what appears to be a tall boy, uh, but it is very much a milk toasty tall boy. It is a uh, uh, it is a strawberry lemonade <laughs> drink with a picture of a golfer on it. So you you get you you get you don't you, that's that that's the least tough version of a tall boy I think you can possibly be drinking. Uh, but now I've I've uh, really excited about. One of these quintessential Google <laughs> products, or maybe not products, announcements, or maybe not um, announcements. They are working on a brand new operating system called Fuchsia. How do you pronounce <laughs> the color Fuchsia? F U C H S I. What did you say to me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I no don't. I spoke, don't speak that? Canadian. No one picked up. Yeah. Oh, no, I definitely okay. picked up. Sorry. I picked up. Sorry. There is a there is a mountain <laughs> in New Zealand, Yasmina Ski Mountain, which is which is spelt. Waka Papa, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you have to hear how the locals pronounce it. It's awesome. Hint, it's not with a W. <laughs> now, is, is, is that, tr- I have to ask, is that traditional or are they basically having everybody else on? No, no, this, this is how it's pronounced. I mean, they, they could well have been having me on. New Zealanders are a funny bloke, a bloke, bunch, sorry. Didn't mean bloke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, please. Anyway, okay. So, <laughs> oops, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Again. No, but. I was just going to say, so you like color, eh? So this this, this, gives, this gives color. me more time to look up the pronunciation of this color. So by all means, keep riffing. Fuchsia. Fuchsia. Yeah. Fuchsia. I basically, if it, weren't for, if it weren't for tech companies being increasingly desperate for code names and place names as products, I would not know how to spell a lot of words that I've never had the need to spell. Okay, let's, so <laughs> it's exciting because uh, let's, call, let's call it the, the, the FOS, the FOS because it sounds slightly naughty and it means that I've only embarrassed myself three times by possibly pronouncing that word incorrectly. Uh, but it is a brand new operating system, and like I, I call, it, I have to say that it is a very quintessentially Google sort of release. Because if this were an Apple thing, there'd be rumors about how, oh, these two really, really key OS developers are now working on a product project called Fuchsia. We don't know what it, what it does, but – and Apple said, well, we don't comment on unannounced products. And then – but it will be – enough people will be saying – so they didn't – Google didn't announce it. 
they just put code for this operating system on GitHub. And they didn't have a press – they didn't really have, like, a press release about it, uh, but they did have, like, its two lead developers, uh, Travis Gieselbrecht and uh, and Brian Sweetland. Brian Sweatland just basically, oh, well, of course we can talk about it. We're not – this isn't a top secret thing. We just put it out there. Uh, just basically on, on IRC chat and on, on basic forums, just because they're hanging out in these forums, people ask them questions about this. Uh, it's really, really interesting because it's a totally new operating system. Uh, most of the time when you see a, quote, new operating system, it's built on the same uh, microkernel. Uh, and almost everything is a flavor of Linux. Uh, but this is not built on Linux. Uh, this is built on a whole. It's built on a whole bunch of kernels and stuff that I had most everyone had never heard before. Uh, this is based on the Magenta microkernel, which uh, in itself is built on something called LK, uh, and that in itself is interesting because uh, Linux. One of the reason why people use it is because. It's been around for ages, which means that it's it's like the the it's like the, the the Crown Victoria car. They've been or the Toyota Corolla. They've been making this for so long. Every reason for this to not work has been, been found and eliminated. So it's very very trustworthy. It's very reliable. People understand it. The only problem is that it's been around for so long that. It's it's a patchwork quilt. People keep it, it's a tangle of different code, different modules, and that's why a lot of the security problems that hit Android phones uh, happen because there's so much code floating around that has never been really completely validated, and so there are a lot of holes that have been un, that have never really been patched. So this is based on something absolutely brand new. Uh, it's uh, there's a the the. Uh, doc uh, documentation. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. The documents, not really documentation. That's on the on the Git. Um, really is enticing because uh, it talks about it could it, you look at it and it could be a super super tiny operating system that's operated for embedded systems you know like uh, internet of things stuff like smart devices uh, smart routers watches stuff like that that doesn't that uh, that uh, their power requirements are so limited that you can't really put a full uh, linux or a full operating system on it um but nonetheless, there is really nothing stopping it from being an operating system for phones or tablets or even uh, laptops. There's a there's a line here that says when they're talking about uh, the kernel Magenta, uh, there's like a uh, it says uh, uh, Magenta targets modern phones and modern personal computers with fast processors, non-trivial amounts of RAM, with arbitrary peripherals doing open-ended com- computation. So again, that could be <laughs> we're not talking about possible Raspberry Pi. We're talking about possible macbook uh, sort of great stuff so it really could do pretty much anything uh, it's using uh, for user interface it's using a module called uh, flutter uh, which is according to that project page which is also open uh, a, it's a new project to help developers build high performance high fidelity mobile apps for ios and android from a single code base uh, and it's really really uh, so so basically they're building something that is could be for it could be something that runs a thermostat in your house or it could be a just it could be a server computer that runs all the computers inside your house uh it could uh the developers in uh, irc chat uh, and they they have uh, travis and brian have a really really rich history both of them work together on bos uh, which uh, old timers will recognize as one of the two uh, operating systems that Apple was considering making the brand new vert- relabeling as the new Mac OS. 
As we know, for some reason, they decided to buy Steve Jobs' next OS, and BOS sort of went uh, the other way. But they have both were, they've worked on Android, they've worked on iOS, they've worked on the hip-top uh, OS for, for phones. So they do nothing but, but, uh, but build operating systems. They say that it's currently, quote, currently booting reasonably well on uh, Internet Intel Nux. Uh, and the, a specific model of computer that's currently shipping, the Acer Switch Alpha 2. Uh, so it will run a variety of hardware. They also say they're going to release it for Raspberry Pi. Pi three, so there's your like micro uh, microcontrollers uh, and stuff like that. Uh, it's uh, we could uh, we're we're running short on time, so we can't go uh, deep deep dive. But there's a lot of technical details that are coming out here. But um, the more I look at this, the more I think that again it could be for absolutely everything. Uh, so it would be uh, one thing that sort of comes to mind is. It could be in five or eight years' time the unification operating system that replaces Android and Chrome OS to this one uh, one thing that runs on absolutely darn everything, uh, and so basically makes it easy to interoperate between uh, every single device that you have because it really is the same operating system running on everything. Uh, or at the other end of the spectrum. Google just has a lot of people, and they make their money from advertising. So when you they uh, they take super super seriously any announcement or any product that's related to advertising, but when it's anything that is not directly related to advertising, it could be that they just simply isn't this an interesting idea? We should play with it and see what it turns into. Uh, we've been talking on the show uh, for the past uh, few months that one of the changes that came when uh, Google reorganized all of its companies under the Alphabet umbrella, that uh, they sort of changed their attitude towards moonshots, where at least the at least the mythology five years ago was that, oh, well, everybody can – if they have a great idea, they're encouraged to pursue the idea and follow their dreams because we can't liberate – and under umbrella, it's like, we'll let you get away with that creepy crap for three years Three years and one day, we're expecting you in a conference room explaining how you're going to turn this into a shipping product. So, uh, and, I'll, and remember, and also, all of this is, the code is on GitHub. If you want to build it and actually see how it works, you're entitled to do that. It's right there. Uh, and all of this is entitled to be open and free. As, as when people, as a matter of fact, on the IRC chat, when people are asking those developers, like, why, gee, why, <clears throat> why are you talking about this so freely? <laughs> why, why did you just dump the code on Git without a, uh, without so much as a, a, a how to buy, he said. Well, I mean, they said. Well, we were planning on just releasing the source anyway, and so why wait? We'll just dump it. Uh, so, so basically, it could be just. It'll be good. If they, they consider it to be a stretching of Google's muscles on building operating systems and what they learn by building this interesting operating system that's that's free and they're and based on other free projects will inform how they build the real operating system or the real next version of Android. So what I'm saying is that this could be either the operating system that runs every single thing that you own or it could be just a footnote in somebody's resume that tells some employer in 10 years that, okay, this guy knows how to do a file stack. But still, it's it's still really interesting. <laughs> I, I do kind of think the fact that this has been open source so freely, so early before there was any documentation on it, probably hints at what it's for. It's not going into any super secret product that they're currently working on. It's not for, you know, some platform that Google hasn't announced yet. I think this is literally just, you know, these people got together, they decided, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had, you know, a more modern OS? Like OSs are quite old, you know, they have their they have their roots quite deep. What would it look like if we 
built something from scratch. You know, that was built for the modern world with SSD hard drives and, you know, large amounts of RAM and all that kind of thing. I honestly, I don't think this is going anywhere for a while. I think this is just them experimenting with that and saying, hey, what, what would a more modern operating system, you know, built for these kind of purposes look like? And that's what it feels like this is. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny where of course someone asked for a screenshot. <laughs> of course, <laughs> so the developer said, "Okay, here you go," and, here, and they throw you here's a terminal window that just has what could be any command line operating system. Uh, they themselves say that like drivers are still kind of a mess. That they're you're not expecting. Oh, look, this is the 3D holographic file navigator that that intangibles all data constructs. It's, no, it's a nuke. It's a kernel, and a, and a couple things that have been bolted <laughs> together that seem to work okay. Uh, it, you're not going to be able to play Minecraft on this for quite some time, I think. Or actually, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. If the code is up there, uh, there is a. Uh, I don't know if there's someone who has named this law. If not, I name it. And Otco's law is that any code project will mature until somebody adapts it to host or run Minecraft. So that hasn't that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. But the fact that the source code is out there means that at some point this will be an operating system that plays Minecraft. Uh, but Right now, it's just an idea that only wonks who are involved in user uh, in, uh, in operating system development are f- legitimately fascinated by. Whereas people like me, who are in the stands when are with their big giant microkernel foam <laughs> foam finger on our hands, uh, are saying, "Yay, new operating system that I'm going to pretend that I understand, even though I really only recognize about forty percent of the terminology that I'm reading in this article." <laughs> I'd hate to break it to you, but, uh, you know, what it was actually created for was to run a robot that will protect all my material stickers from both of you. That is, that <gasps> yes, is, that is, is the purpose. behind this project. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. That's fine because the, the, the stickers that Russell and I did for our Top Secret Grip project are really wonderful, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's named after a color that no one can pronounce, Yasmin. It's worse than fuchsia. fuchsia, fuchsia. And the pre- <laughs> And the printer said, do you want those to be scratch or do you want those to be sniff? And we just looked at each other and said, you know what? Let's shoot the works. Let's make these stickers scratch, scratch and, and sniff. sniff. Yeah. You should have seen the light bulb just go off on the printer's head. Like, I think their mind was blown for a good five minutes until they finally like, yes, yes, we can do this. We, we oh, we're just it. kidding. Of course, we'll give you our scratch and sniff Snickers stickers. I don't know if I Snickers. I don't know if I want a material. Scratch Actually, also and, also, uh, wait, also scr- made by the M M&M Mars company. I think. I don't know. Yeah, what bar. would the material scratch and sniff stickers smell like? I will take a scratch and sniff. Rage Snickers. that I don't yeah. have nougat on my phone. That's what it smells but, like I, right know, now. I don't want that smell. I don't want that smell. So this, yeah. So interesting. We'll. We'll see. I guess there, there's nothing to say other than it's all speculation, and maybe, maybe in a couple months we'll find out more information about what they're going to be using uh, with this new operating system, or you know, find out that it was uh, someone's dedicated twenty percent project. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's like their ongoing twenty percent. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe that would have been on there. So, um, anyways, stuff like that's always fun to see what people are up to again we are going to be having our member episode this week so go subscribe and be a relay.fm member or a material podcast member so that you can get this awesome awesome bonus episode and russell russell i said that threw me off i was gonna go to andy well i'll just go to russell russell where can people find you uh they can find me on the internet ha 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 sorry that's not even funny rusty shelf on twitter <laughs> is probably the best place to find me and Andy, where can people connect with you? 
Uh, you have to be able to spell my last name. I'm Anatko on Twitter, on Instagram, and my blog site is on uh, anatko.com, uh, where you can usually have links to my uh, stuff on the Chicago Sun-Times and elsewhere. And you can find me at Yasmin Evian on Twitter, holding on to those stickers and never letting go. You can find us on the show Twitter account at Material Podcast. Keep on letting us uh, know where you're from and, you know, maybe try to stump us some more. I'm, I'm going to give all those to Andy and Russell that they're going to have to pronounce those. Um, and you can, find, you can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material and send us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, stay in material. Oh, <laughs> oh,